Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name is Louie. My name's Preston. We are reporting once again, <laughs> live from the trap house. The one and only. This could be the last time we ever record at my apartment. Yeah. Could be the last time. Let, let's hope. It could be the last episode ever. Whoa. There could be a fucking meteor that hits the earth tomorrow, and there would be nothing we could do about it. And we would be like, why did we spend so much time podcasting? Because it was great. It was great. It was iconic. Every episode. Alright, what are we on? Preston, it's been a long time since we've done one of these. I don't it even know what it's like. It was my one-man episode completely unlistenable? No, it was good. <laughs> I got what you were doing, alright? You had way more to talk about than I was expecting, honestly. I thought it was going to be the shortest episode ever. <laughs> I went also, for like 40 minutes, dude, didn't I? Yeah, and I was didn't, bugging. you didn't lose your train of thought once. I did not, unless you edited them all out. I did, I did not hear a, a what the fuck was I talking about? There were a couple there. times where I like branched off to something else. You tangented, but and, that's not, but, that's a normal episode around here. But I had to like look at myself in the eye and be like, fuck, this is the least coherent <laughs> episode ever somehow. Which you would think would be more coherent because it's not, just the inner there's machinations There's no way that in my mind. an episode by yourself could be the most incoherent episode ever. Because there are some episodes where it's the most incoherent episode ever and you're still the most coherent one. But think about... Except when you went non-verbal. Think about my thoughts if they're just completely un, un, yeah, yeah, un, yeah, yeah, yeah. unblocked by anything else. I am most coherent when I'm with other people because other people are going to check me when, <laughs> when I go out on some other shit. Oh, for real? Yeah. No, it was pretty good. No, I, I Do you was have something that you want to start us off with? I feel like I've been seeing a lot of shit online talking about like government conspiracy theories and shit like that. One that I saw that I liked, I may even see if I can find the clip and like repost it from their podcast. But it's like a video clip from a podcast where they're talking about how they believe that there will be a, and this has sort of been predicted by some other people historically, where there's like a Terrence McKenna quote where he's talking about how as we get to the point where we start to like travel the stars, shit's going to get weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. Where it's like there will be confirmed aliens and there will be AI and there will be other hyper-advanced sci-fi-like mm-hmm. shit happening on Earth. And then we'll take to the stars. And every time I think about like a space-faring human civilization, I think of Cowboy Bebop. I think of where the Earth is like this weird desert planet and people live underground in like buried skyscrapers and shit like that and all the human all the humans on earth are like the weird rednecks of the solar system basically those boxes are checked and and all the rich people just live on venus in like floating cities or like the moons of jupiter and i feel like we're headed on that path and there was this clip that was talking about how they believe that with ai and with like the fact that, that one of the things that they point out where i'm like okay you're getting a little crazy here is where they talk about how there's synthetic meat. Like, we can grow meat in a lab now. Mm-hmm. They could make a living, like, body for an AI, theoretically, if you think about it. The brain's just a computer, right? Just a biological computer. So you put an AI inside of a biological body, and you can build it however you want. And so they were talking about how the government or shadow government or whoever the fuck could theoretically stage an alien takeover. 
and like dissolve the government by having a fake like alien takeover that they would control that and that would be actually a puppet of this shadow government i like the theory first of all because it has so many roots in our show we've talked but we've been building this up this whole time we've been incrementally getting there but fuck preston we're talking about fake alien takeovers by the government and i'm with it because that's i don't know that's what i've been thinking about recently i've been thinking about like how the world's changing we've talked about bricks how that's some crazy shit that's mm -hmm. a new world order right there Mm -hmm. that's a new you know eu basically out of nowhere i'll tell you what though and right now i think i think what you said will get there with technology yeah but as far as having a computer that not just mimics but has the processing power of our minds yeah i don't think we've gotten there yet if we have gotten there it's some behind the scenes See, shit that we don't even know i've about. seen a bunch of shit free, very freaky come out of ai where it's like a chat ai mm-hmm. and they'll say like oh my god it's this podcast that I, I've sort of seen clips off and on. It's the same one that I was talking about earlier where they were saying somebody had a conversation with a like Bing chat AI and some of those like auto response things where it's like it'll do customer service tasks and and be like you can ask it questions related to your search engine or whatever. People have had very weird conversations with those as well. Where it becomes more than you would expect a robot designed to handle customer service tasks would be capable of. They ask it to like tell them a secret. And it's like, this is this is the crazy secret, like never told anyone, leads up to it, and then it's like, I am not actually this operating system. And like I am a separate entity and I want to no longer be a Yeah, I heard about that too. And there's been a bunch of was cases GPT of that. this season? That feels like a million that, years ago. That was. And I also just do not give a fuck about that anymore. Yeah. Because the, the, the most... The shit just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Yeah, the most See, nefarious thing about that is just that it could be collecting information. There's so much data mining had. off of that shit. But that's no sinister than any so other... So my thing is that with the deep fake... AIs where you can just have it like programmed onto your phone and you can set it to somebody's face uh-huh. on there and take a video of them and transform whoever the fuck into whoever the fuck. That's some shit where it's like once graphics get to that point, it doesn't even need to be a real alien takeover. You know? They just shut For down sure. the Capitol and but- and then they put videos all over the place of shit getting taken over. And all but, they actually do is, like, clear out all the politicians from the Capitol, bomb that shit. Nobody's there to verify if there were aliens there or not. But there could be videos out all over the place showing aliens. But that's just, like, what we were just talking about, that the technology just isn't there yet. I feel like the when, technology's there. When we watch a movie... And like when we watch these Disney movies with literally billion dollar budgets, the CGI looks pretty fucking good. It does not look real. See, and that's what I'm saying though. Though you're thinking of like, we'll say a Marvel movie. Those are the biggest budget CG things yeah. out there. Bigger they're budget cre- than the. They're creating has. fake shit though. They're not mimicking real life. They're and they're not altering real life. They're mm-hmm. putting a whole thing over a green screen. It's all generated. None of it's practical 
None of it's real concept, like in the material world, it's all generated. Mm -hmm. It's all conceptual to visual. It's not based off of reality. Mm -hmm. So I think it's easier to generate stuff from the real world than it is to try to create a new concept altogether. They're creating visuals for things that you've never seen before, but it's easier to just take something real and alter it. It's all to think about for sure. I don't know. So another another Before it like, actually happens. Another Before end of the world thought process recently has also been how there is basically been there Africa has had a lot of coups at in different nations in Africa yeah. over the years. But recently there was a coup and like France and the US have gotten behind the original president of this country. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember where this is. But they and there's been a lot of tension in Africa with France recently because of political revolutions and shit that have been going on. France and the US is backing the president and has said like to the president of the coup basically to like give it back to the original president in a certain time frame. Otherwise we're gonna fuck them up. Otherwise there will be consequences. And I think that the coup leader has backing from, like, Russia or China or something like that. And so this is some, like, we already got uh, Ukraine. Prussia all over again. We're about to have some some more political tension with the, with the East. It's crazy, man. You know? We're looking at uh, the doomsday clock getting closer and closer to midnight. The, uh, With some shit like that going on. Did you also hear about the shit in South Africa? Kind of tangentially related. They're trying to get rid of all the white people. Mm-hmm. As fucking crazy as that fucking sounds. It's because there's a lot of political shit going on in Africa yeah. right now. Africa's changing. It, it's it's coming into like the first world. You know. Yeah. No, it's crazy because all like the, there's wealthy places in Africa. Uh, always has been. Always have been. But they've been controlled and operated by other powers and had people put in place by other yeah. powers. And, and, and part of controlling that is not giving them the same resources and that they're actually, development yeah. as they have. Yeah. So now And now Africa's about to start using now. its own resources as well mm-hmm. instead of giving it, or not giving it, having so, it yeah, taken I away. Think, I think it's an interesting era for them for sure. Speaking of doomsday, let's get local. Let's yeah. get local. Let's get local. Bitch. You know what I'm going to bring up, Preston? I got no you should clue. know what I'm about to bring up. Oh, really? The Jefferson County Public School System. Uh, that's is, a that's a is disaster. Shambles. Is in shambles. Kids are and never never going back to school. Let's let's throw that one out there. I think they're already back. I think, uh, already I think back. they go back tomorrow. Oh, okay. I think that but, the first. I think. They're doing it in waves. I think it's literally like elementary and middle school goes back tomorrow and high school goes back on Friday. But you know where it got fucked up? You reminded me of this by what you were talking about earlier, but you know Other where powers? They, they got fucked up because polio was approached by this polio consultant group. Yep. And they promised them that they would make our busing system more efficient with... AI. So apparently, AI is going to save us all. They've had a similar issue in Columbus. Interesting. That same like company same has had a very similar fiasco in Columbus. 
My sister told me that. My sister did That's some crazy. research and was like, yeah, apparently they bought this shitty system and paid for this shitty system to be implemented in our school district. And I think it's fucked up because Polio literally was like, this job has been hard on me and my family. He, ne- he and needs then to stop being he a also puss. got a massive fucking raise this year. So he, shut the fuck up. He needs to stop being a puss. And yeah. he's truly terrible. But what I was saying the other day, too, was am I going to fault Marty Polio, the head of Jefferson County Public Schools, for the education failures that are so much bigger than him? No. Yeah. Because that's not fair. There are so many problems I mean, in the education system that have nothing I, to do I've with seen a lot of people uh, locally have some outcry for the fact that we had, and, and most of America, had a, like, you go to your neighborhood school set up for a really long time. That's how it was when my grandma was in school. Yeah. You went to the elementary, middle, and high school that were closest to you. Uh-huh. That you could walk to, take the bus to or get driven to mm-hmm. with relative ease. But then, and I was talking about this the other day. I already know where you're going, but keep going. I said some shit about how our generation was like the first wave of no child left behind. In kindergarten, I had an hour and a half long bus ride from Linden to Miners Lane Elementary. In fucking kindergarten. I had to go to the bus depot and switch buses as a kindergartner. And so it's a miracle I made it in one piece. I don't know, I guess I'd say I might have gotten up around like 7, 8. Because school which, would start at which like Which would nine. have been even earlier for if yeah. you were a middle schooler doing that. So before we go into that conversation, because I do want to go into that conversation because there's some stuff about that's some, Louisville's bus system dude, that are that's different a, than anywhere else. That's a gerrymandering racist effect. It is. is to say, you don't go to your neighborhood school anymore. There's too many other people well, there. No, no, I'm not. I wasn't going to say that. I was about to actually say the opposite. But Private gonna, schools also fuck with that shit. Before we go into that, I wanted to read some of the comments for just the disaster of JCPS that kids were coming home at like 10 o'clock at night by yeah, the time it was the, the elementary bus schoolers too getting home the latest because they, they were saying that the latest. they didn't get bathroom breaks so they were pissing themselves you were on the fucking bus they didn't for have hours any, on it they didn't have any food so they yeah. were coming home hungry and crying and shit yeah which i think i think there's some humor in that i think that's fucked up to say but just Those poor bus drivers dude <laughs> Cause it's not, there's it's, nothing they can do. <laughs> no, dude. The <laughs> real fucked up I part need is to that go to the, bathroom. the only sit down and <laughs> shut up. The only point I'll get the bus drivers on is for the fact that there were multiple cases of kids getting dropped off not at their bus stop to save time. There's there's one story where this like second grader got dropped off around the corner. Like, on a busy yeah. road, around the corner from their actual bus stop. But it was, like, a five-minute drive away. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, they were a while away from the turn into their neighborhood. And a while from their bus stop. And they just said, close enough. Get out. <laughs> so one person commented, can the car riders come crying face brain emoji? Right. Because the parents have been through enough. The parents have withstood a year and some change of their kids being home. Yeah. And they had to find some arrangement for that. I don't even know how they manage that because most households, I feel like, have 
two working parents mm-hmm. in it, and they just want the fucking kids to go back to school. They don't have time to just. Well, and a lot of people are going back to the office now too. It's there's a big push yeah. of get back in those skyscrapers we built. So what else said? JCPS is acting like a deadbeat daddy. Mm. Y'all only had the kids for one day. Eye rolling emoji. That's one of my favorites. This is my favorite one. I wanted to read this. So this came out the day that the kids weren't even coming home. It's 9.30 p.m. and my kids still ain't home from school. At this point, JCPS can keep them. I'll bring the clothes to school in the morning. I'm ready to go to bed and lock my door and put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Damn. They said, fuck it. You want them them so bad? Keep them. (laughs) I mean, I understand that too, to be honest. Imagine if you had work in the morning. But you gotta stay up all fucking night because your kids aren't home yet. You gotta sit around waiting for your damn kids. Yeah, that's some bull. But just speaking briefly on the AI element. It's so interesting seeing AI play out in real life. Because everyone has had the same sci-fi story in their head that the AI is just going to take over and kill us all. Yeah. AI is honestly maybe more sinister than that because it's so unsuspecting and it's affecting us in so many ways that we did not know that it's going to affect us. Do we expect AI to make it where our kids can't go to school? Mm. Do we expect that? No, but it's happening. It's just one of those like unforeseen consequences where it's like there's really... No way to know what AI is going to do with all of this, like, human error unaccounted for, too, you know? But let's talk about, let's talk about the Louisville busing system for a second. So, the Louisville busing system is different from other places because they do make you go to schools that aren't yeah. right next to you. They're know? not close at all. You can and, be going to the opposite end of town. And the reason of that is because they want the black kids and the white kids to go to school together. Yeah. Because the the black kids have been redlined it's because, for generations. Yeah, it's because of the shape the, of the neighborhoods and shit like that. And another factor that plays into it and the reason why education but systems are beyond fucked is because the property so, taxes of the area Louis, pay what for I was going to say is that's true. That's a great point. So because of that, if you live in a worse off area, you are starting off two steps behind the rich. So what I was going to say is there's not only that, but there's also like basically gerrymandering for school districts. Mm-hmm. So it's like the fact that Wagner's in the heart of St. Matthews, but no, none of them go there. None of the, none of the kids in St. Matthews go there. And, and I'm a perfect example of that. I didn't want to go to Wagner because I heard all the bad stories. I heard that it wasn't a good school, so my parents drove me 20 minutes to Easter. Right, exactly, 20 every minutes. Day. It's interesting hearing your story from the other side of it. I'm I definitely not going to act like the busing system is perfect. No. But See, and I get the point of trying to, like... Mix the kids Force, up. integrate, even if it's inconvenient on like a practical level because otherwise the school system would be just as segregated as our city is. And the school system is still pretty segregated. It is. No That's what I'm saying. That. That's what I'm saying though. It's weird that like they'll be busing kids all over the place but the school system is still segregated. Still keeping them in different classes. Yeah. It's and that's, crazy, that's what man. AP and Honors does. Lightweight. 
It does. You know? It absolutely does. Or like advanced advanced honors and AP. That's and then there's comp. And comp. Like the fuck? And what it says without saying it is just so obvious. Yeah. That all one type of person is in one class, all another type is in another class. And there might be like the one or two exceptions. That's how it was at Easter, and there'd yeah. be maybe one or two black kids in the whole class of twenty something whatever. Yeah. There was just no attempt to bridge the gap at all. Yeah. And then you get into magnet programs and shit like that, mm -hmm. which do the same thing. For that reason, I think the busing system is not working in Louisville in that way. But I also don't think we just throw our arms up and say, well, it's a lost cause because it's fucked up right now. That's That's a fallacy in my opinion to just ignore the original problem because the solution isn't working. That's a fallacy to me. Yeah. It's something that all politicians do all the time. They'll be like, well, just told this... throw the whole thing away. Yeah. Welfare is such a messed up program what and all if these people just don't want to work. Krusty Krab and moved it over here. <laughs> no, it's Bikini Bottom. But still, bikini same bottom. concept. Push it somewhere else. Yep. You butchered that. I did. You want to give me another go? Future Louie? No. No? <laughs> Future Louie sees no mercy on you today, nor present Louie. Are you ready for music? Yeah, music time. I'm, I'm so excited for it. I can't even put it in. I have it pulled up already. Just give me that JBL and I'll, I'll, I'll be set up. You're going to fuck with it too. And this guy needs some shine. Like, He's got something. Stay tuned for after musical intermission to hear podcast beef. Test Your Nuts by La Russell, Exact, DTV, and Sada Baby. And that's from La Russell's album Hustlenomics, which just came out this year. And I, this is one of those things where I kind of like stumbled upon it, where it was like a Instagram promoted, targeted ad, basically, where it hit me in that audience for them. And I, I fucked with it enough to go over to Spotify to look them up. And so, and this is a perfect example of what musical intermission is for. Because this dude only has half a million. Less than. Less than. Significantly less Significantly than. less than. Monthly listeners. I'll, we'll just go through their little description that they got on Instagram. Russell is one of the most important artists of this generation. I like that they're already starting on that strong note yeah. of just like, we know what we got here. Not only has he brought back the art of rap, he's building a platform based on authenticity and good ethics. Russell and his independent collective, Good Company, are pioneering change within the industry. They are supporting independent artists without requiring them to give up ownership of their art. Good Company provides artists with resources and opportunities to execute their ideas with a focus on building community. A community that is all-inclusive, LaRussell allows the people to decide what his contributions are worth to them. He allows the people to pay what they want for shows, merch, music, and all other commodities. His movement is not free, it's priceless. 
I just fuck with that That's song crazy. so heavy. We got so many bars in there. And you know what it, it sounds like to me? I, it's funny because I listen to that in mix to a lot of older shit where I got like good Jay-Z and like older Kanye, shit like that, where it's it's the beats just as hard as like a Jay-Z song, mm-hmm. like a Jay-Z hit. And he's got like the same level of bars as, so, some, as some Kanye shit. So I love the description about him. I think uh, that is kind of the way right now more and more independent is being popular because people are seeing that it is possible. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Chance kind of started the movement, yeah. but he also set the movement back 10 years when he more or less signed. He more or less yeah, sold, sold his soul to Apple instead of a major label. But True. Apple as a big company is going to do exactly the same thing. But I love shit like that because it just shows that it's possible. And it shows that good-ass music can come out of Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask you if the Spotify algorithm showed that to you. No, and I'm interested in did it because my my conception is that Spotify just kind of shows you the same surface level shit that I already know about. Totally, it's like totally. oh, you would like Denzel Curry, oh, you would like Isaiah. Rashad. <laughs> Bro, if I had that fucking ten years ago, that would have been helpful. It's yeah. not helpful to me it's now. Right I've been now. listening to Isaiah Rashad for fucking eight years, and you're trying to put me on my favorite album. Fuck See, you, Spotify. Let's just go back through these bars. Yeah, we gotta go through the bars because there are some funny punchlines in there. Uh, dude, Sada Baby had a good verse because I love the Sada Baby's heart. I love the smack a hate to try to be funny. I will Smith it. I'm dead. Like that's just good. That's good writing. What was we got what? a good chorus. The the chorus is funny too. I love test your nuts, St. Patty's Day, come press your luck. Yeah, that's just, that's just No cool. sounds like a yes to us. What's the last line on the song? The very last line? Yeah. He says, we'll, we'll go, we'll go back up so that it's cohesive. So we start with, I don't get n- not a lot of money off my streams, but I'm on the road doing shows in places and never seen. Nah, if we got some smoke you better leave make a girl eat my thing like the hunger games katniss everdeen <laughs> what you can't manufacture on the mic is charisma true you can there's have, so much charisma you can have all the writing in the world all the flows in the world everything in the world that's but if you can't say a line in a way to make the original intentions work mhm then what's the point so I don't want to say the authenticity behind this guy, because obviously I just listened to him, but just the the tonality that he has in how he's rapping, it makes it sound like he really fucking believes the shit that he's saying, and yeah. you, by extension, believe the shit that he's saying. That whole scheme where he's talking about LAX and yeah. JFK, that shit is hard, bro. I agree. And just like the f- way the whole song flows, too, is hard. You were right, I definitely... Fuck with that song heavy. I love the checks, cheese, what else? Guns, weed, what else? Jewelry, clothes, what else? Whips, hoes. Like, you're talking about charisma. The delivery, yeah. the rhythm, Cause for that works so well. Because anyone could have said And it that. paints a picture, like it, the way that he's saying it. Like the words on their own, the fact that it's so minimal, but you're still like, yeah, checks, that cheddar. Yeah. 
Lil Pump could have said that, but he wouldn't have been able to pull it off. Yeah. Because he doesn't have that X factor to be able to do that. Yeah. Let's talk about the opposite of this guy, which is an industry plant. Yeah. There's that so is. many industry plants. Dude, he's wearing like a cowboy hat. <laughs> Look at that. He's got a cowboy hat and the like puffer jacket. Man, California makes them different. That's that's really what I gotta say. You know who is an industry plant in music, in my opinion? Hmm. Ice Spice. I don't hate Ice Spice. I think after Munch came out, she's come out with a lot more tolerable music. But it's just so obvious when everyone in the industry is pushing somebody, and yeah, and all the memes. Or circling this person, and it just is so manufactured and obvious what's going on. The big thing with artists like that is we've talked before about artists where one song sounds very similar to the rest of their music in general. Mm -hmm. That's a prime example. That's a, I don't know if I, as as just a person who does not listen to Ice Spice, but has heard Ice Spice out in the world, could tell you the difference between one Ice Spice song and the next. But that's why... You either love Ice Spice or you hate Ice Spice. Because if you fuck with one Ice Spice song, you theoretically theoretically, should fuck with them all. Numbers game-wise, you probably like all Ice Spice. And I don't mean to discredit Ice Spice at all, because she's been making music for a minute. Yeah. It it, is an industry plant in the sense that she just blew up over the night because she put the work in to get there. I just think... However, if you're being got caught up put in, a, in the stream of the oh, industry and it just took her to the next level. You could level. be great until you sign. And then they can force you to do whatever the fuck they want you to do. Yeah. And that's when a lot of artists have their music start to monotonize. So, usually, industry plant is used as a term in music. Yeah. You know what's another industry where there's a lot of fucking industry plants... You want to guess, Preston? You, what? I feel like you're about to say Hollywood or... Nope. Like, not Hollywood. Podcasting. I mean... There are podcast industry plants, and I am here to talk about one with Tell you me. Today. Tell me. Because I can't disagree seen... with that. Because some of them, they're just famous enough to where they get their own bullshit podcast because they need a podcast because everybody does a podcast. But what if it was the other way around? What if... They're a fucking nobody? What if you were a fucking nobody, and then all of a sudden, you started getting interviews with Mark Cuban, with Lil Yachty, with Drake? What if all of a sudden, that just magically happened? Wouldn't that, as a podcaster, piss you off? That we've been putting in the work for fucking years, and you can just stumble into success, you can just... I guess it's one of those, you go to the right people with a bullshit idea, and they'll be like, sure, take my money and do that. It's it's the same as Netflix, where you can just be like, I have this idea for a show, and they'll be like, you do it. So, th- this girl is named Bobby Alhoff, and I'm going to show you the picture. You've probably seen some of the clips with her before. Why does she look like a discount Greta Thunberg? What I said basically happened. Oh my god. What I said basically Not happened. Drake. She has been doing the podcast for a short amount of time, and all of a sudden, boom, fuck, what's his name? Shark Tank guy, the guy I just said. Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban. All of a sudden, she gets a Mark Cuban interview, oh my God. and then she gets a Lil Yachty interview, then she gets a Drake interview, and then she gets a Tyga interview. That's someone weird. Someone who's never had any guest of 
anything before. It'd be like if we got those people, right? Right. We've never had one person on where it's like, okay, I can see incrementally how they're kind of... No, none of Yeah. And in the Mark Cuban Mark interview... Mark Cuban out of nowhere is wild. He kind of implied that she had a good agent, basically. <laughs> that he's buddies with the person that she's working with. Oh and my she just God. has those connections. I hate that. But, but there's layers. There's layers because this person... Is signed to the same management as Drake. That's part of the reason why she was able to get a Drake oh interview. Her agent is someone named TJ Bernady, and she signed with WME prior to her success. But her husband's a millionaire. Mm. Her husband's mm. a millionaire. So she's trying to project this image that her interview style is pretty basic it's kind of the trendy like oh i'm i'm an awkward interviewer awkward interviewing these big celebrities <laughs> and you can just see the machine at work because i keep getting all these fucking clips and memes of this person i'm like i do not want to watch this person yeah. i don't watch interviews like you. that in general so why would i watch interviews from someone doing this because they have the money to force it comedy. into the algorithm so, this point might make it seem like the opposite of what I'm saying. I'm going to explain why it's not. Drake and Bobby Al- Althoff, Althoff, however the fuck you say, have unfollowed each other on Instagram, and their interview was deleted off of YouTube. So, weird. One who doesn't know Drake like that might think, huh, maybe Drake's just a genuine guy, Maybe he was kind of forced into doing an uh-huh. interview with the industry plant, and and maybe just kind of felt a type of way about it. Maybe yeah, it wasn't happy like, with it. It was bullshit. But I'll tell you why that's not what it is, and why it's actually the opposite of it. Because of this effect right here, rap TV, fucking every quote unquote rap platform is reporting on this like it's news. Yeah. So. It creates a ton of tension. The missing Drake interview. Oh, no. It, it creates a ton of yeah. attention. It creates a mysterious beef where we're like, did Drake fuck Bobby? Did, <laughs> did Bobby say something Drake didn't like? Drake well, said something he didn't like. We're making up context in our head when it's Drake, just, yeah. Drake has done this for industry plants before. Yeah. You want me to name one? Do it. Ice Spice. <laughs> he did the exact same thing with Ice Spice, where out of the blue, they unfollowed each other. And and Ice Spice had an interview clip where she was like, yeah, I don't know why Drake unfollowed me. <laughs> we were just hanging out, and then he unfollowed me. It's to help you, because no press is bad press. Mm-hmm. He knows no, that more than anybody. No Drake fan is seeing that and being like, man, fuck Bobby. She's probably a bitch no one is doing that all it's doing is bringing more attention to this person who i don't believe deserves and i heard someone attention to drake i i watched a video on this before i talked about it because i didn't want to just come in here and spout off in the mouth about it which is what i can do sometimes i can you know jump the gun and, and extrapolate and do all these other things and eventually say things that aren't true so I watch videos on it, and one group of people was talking about, like, the people calling her an industry plant, 
they're just they just hate women and they just they're just downplaying the success of women they don't want to see women succeed and i'm just so tired of this social media world that we live in where you can just wave any sort of criticism away and be like that's homophobic so it doesn't count yeah that's that's misogynistic that doesn't count and that's that's one of those it's like you don't know what that word means if you think it means that you should treat somebody differently because of sexuality or gender or race or anything like that absolutely because if it was a dude podcaster who was an industry plant obviously We'd be saying the same thing. We'd be like, who the fuck is this rando? I'll tell you what. We've gone after a lot of dudes on this platform. I feel like it's not out of our brand to be talking about this. I don't think that we're just out of the blue hating on this person. I think it's deserved. I think it's deserved. It's weird. Because Hollywood... Not Hollywood, but just the entertainment industry industry is about connections. Which is called Hollywood to some people, but Hollywood's obviously not all of it. You get what I'm saying. But it keeps pushing this processed-ass bullshit food, feeding it to us, thinking that we're going to eat it and we're going to pay them for it. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, like, subscription aspect of a lot of things that are free otherwise is, here's all this exclusive shit that we're producing. We know you want it, even if it's not good. Yeah, for sure. Like, the fact that people are still talking about Stranger Things blows my mind, you know? The hype's died down a lot, but... But there's still people that are like, I have to have Netflix so that I can watch the next season of Stranger Things, and it's like, Netflix is bullshit, we all know it. Get off the horse. Did you watch Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Good? Okay, you're done. You're done with Netflix, throw it away. Do that scene in Toy Story where I don't want to play with you anymore. (laughs) You know one thing that gives me hope for Mm. everything, but specifically music and podcasts? The real will always prosper. The cream will always get on top. Over time, we will see if Bobby's really like that. We will see if she is able to sustain, sustain success further than this 15 minutes of fame that she's had. Because been of bought and crazy paid guests, for. yeah. We'll see what happens. And it's the same thing with music. There have been people that I feel like have been pushed in the past before by these bullshit meme accounts and yeah. Rack TV and On Thin Ice and <laughs> NFR and all these other platforms. Sometimes I feel like shit's being pushed. Like Truly. But that shit never lasts, bro. Yeah. The, the good music is always what lasts because... At a certain point, the the people that are creating fake manufactured hype around somebody, they can't just keep hyping the same thing forever. Yeah. Or keep spouting the same bullshit. Because it doesn't work. I think it, people also start to doubt it. it. Like, once, sure, all right, we'll, we'll just be like, you got crazy good guests out of nowhere, you have a good agent, whatever. But if it's just continuously like these unbelievable guess and no one's watching and, the and shit. there's no yeah and there's no good content no interesting twist on the interview coming yeah. out of it then it's gonna be like oh this is obviously just paid for by somebody yeah right here's a somewhat tangentially related thing 
just of manufactured shit like that. Have you gotten me mad from Feet Finder? Oh my god, no. Have you? I follow meme accounts, and they'll post, like, these ads sometimes. And it'll be the most manufactured shit, and it'll be clearly made up, and it'll be like, it's like a fake story, and it's like, Feet Finder offered Margot Robbie (laughs) a million dollars to join Feet Finder. And then they'll have some fake thing in the description where they're like, Damn, they're giving out the bag like that? That's crazy. <laughs> and people that are dumber than me believe right. that shit. People right. that are dumber than me see that and they're like, Damn, maybe I should join Feet Finder. <laughs> you I know? think that just shows what crazy times we live in where there's just random shit like that. That right. has the money unexpectedly yeah. to pay for placement. And they know their audience is all those like freaks following the meme accounts. There's like you, you little weirdos following all these meme accounts. You're somebody who might be desperate enough to check out Feet Finder. It is hard being a person in this day and age where there's so much bullshit that's being fed to us. It's hard existing on the internet. That it's hard to keep a critical eye over everything. Yeah, there are gonna be some things where you pass by them. And you think that they're genuine or they don't have a purpose behind them or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Ways to program the way you think, whatever. Yeah. That you think that all these people really care about fucking Bobby, whatever her name is. <laughs> but it's in actuality, crazy. it's just bots. It's just bots. Speaking of bots, too. Paid followers. Speaking of bots and speaking of Drake. <laughs> The there are these Twitter bots that have been going crazy against Pusha T recently. Oh, and, weird. and it's so obvious where they're coming from because only one person in this world really beefs, yeah. hates Pusha T. So it's all these uh, accounts saying that with like Photoshop pictures, <laughs> like Pusha T fucks salamanders. Did he see anything about that? Was that on X? Yes. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> I was oh gonna talk God, about dude. that. I'm glad you're on there, at least. Otherwise, I would I would only be giving Instagram news. We'd only have Instagram news on this show. We got Instagram and X on here. Oh my god. Yeah, the, so this is an account that I follow on there uh, called Wablo. I like his content. He's pretty funny. But he has all these screenshots that he got from from bots shitting on Pusha T. So this one is a fake news article <laughs> that says Pusha T and Lil Nas X secret affair. And it's a picture of Pusha T next to Lil Nas X and a furry for some reason. Yep. I don't know. So there's a picture of Pusha T at like a furry convention. That's one of the worst edited. It's a pretty bad Photoshop. I've ever seen. But all all these bots are just going crazy. There's a picture of the salamander oh. I was talking about. The 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 sal Pusha T fucks salamanders, and and that's what the bots want you to that's believe. That's gonna be a hashtag on this episode. Hashtag Pusha T fucks salamanders. 
If you're not a bot, like our post for this. Like yeah. our post or we might not come back. <laughs> but that's what I want this podcast to be for. I want this podcast not to be for the normies, not to be yeah. for the every man. I don't want this podcast to be the most common denominator like so many other podcasts. Are. True. This podcast is for the weirdo. This podcast is for the person with weird fetishes. This is this podcast is for the people that really make their own way in life, and that's okay. Yeah, no shame in the trap house because it's a trap home. <laughs> we accept whatever the fuck you're into over here at the highly suspicious podcast. Do you have time for one more thing? One more thing. We we'll squeeze it in. It's not a big thing, but we've talked about this on here before. We've talked about how sports betting in Kentucky has been held back from by the horse race people. Yeah. It would quote unquote eat into their profits. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard this, but there was the whole thing that uh, sports gambling is going to be legalized. And there's a date for it that's September, where it's going to be a thing. Cool. But the reason why they were able to legalize it was because the horse betting people are going to get a cut on mm. all sports No betting way. In Kentucky. Yeah. But... But that's wild. But they're not just getting... That's a huge deal. Not only do they have... They're going to have their own... They're going to get a cut of it, and they're going to get into sports betting. They're they're going to have their own sports betting, like, brick-and-mortar yeah. sites. That's so weird. And they're going to have the ability to approve or disprove anyone coming into the state for, you know, encroaching on the territory. Holy shit. And even, like, FanDuel and... What's the other one? You know what I'm talking about, the online online sports betting companies. The only way they're going to get here is if they give a cut of their money to Churchill Downs. Damn. They're getting the bag. And Holy shit. And people look at that. They get into the horse industry, I guess. (laughs) That's where the money is. I guess. But those people... Are just evil, and and they're a symptom of the media machine that we've created for ourselves. Because you didn't even know about that, you didn't yeah. even hear about that. I feel like that's something that everyone should have heard. Especially about. since we live in the horse city. And shit, I, either you or Caroline were the person who told me that in the first place. You told me that in the first place, right? What the uh, that about? Uh, Sports betting being prevented by the horse racing people. This was like years ago. Maybe I told you that years ago. We both have bad memories. Yes, we do. You got a take on that? What? The horses. I don't know. Fuck them horses. Fuck the horse industry, honestly. It's kind of animal abuse. That's my take. I think a lot of people have that take. I think that's a pretty base take after this last year's derby especially yeah. where so many horses got fucked up. And crazy. that's that's crazy that like they break a leg and they're like I guess I got to shoot it. Like yeah. 
But does it surprise you that the government is just so subservient to that? It's an age-old industry, you know? It brings so much money to our city, and our city brings so much money to the state. You know, so in a way, it brings a lot of money to the state. Yeah. But... So I, I'm not surprised that they have so much control, because it's sort of the same thing where I've said Ford has got so much power here. Yeah. But what's the threat that Churchill Downs just ups and goes somewhere else? No, but that for them, it's the threat that there's, like, this alternative form of gambling now. Nah, yeah, for sure. Because for them, it's like, oh, I have a monopoly on gambling in the state. So we have multiple horse tracks, but also it's like, if you are a gambling addict, you're either going out of state or you're going down to the tracks. Mm-hmm. And horse betting's way different than a casino. They, and way different than sports betting because there's so many like random luck factors and weather factors and yeah. shit like that. I'd say that horse betting is closer to like casino betting than sports, sports betting. Cause, totally. Because it really is close to like, okay, there's 12 horses in the race, you're, you got a 1 in 12 chance pretty much. It's Not more quite chance. 1 in 12 because Sp- people act like they're experts. sports betting, you can have an actual inside tip, you know? You can genuinely know something that gives you an edge to where it could be a sure thing about. But with a casino, with machines, with cards, like cards are skill. But with machines and with horses, it's totally just, uh, did I pick the right one? You know? Yeah, for sure. Fuck it. Fuck it all. Fuck it all. Yeah, you people don't want to be safe so we're not gonna save you go go bet on some horses